This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, a fabulous day to everyone. I, I always love to review some of the stats of what shows our listeners go to and downloading to see what really resonates. And the things that always are hot are social media, marketing, PR, blogs, huge, huge response to blogs, building your platform. In other words, what authors are looking for is how to be successful, how to be visible, how do we use this new thing called social media, which is actually old in a lot of ways, but continues just because the nature of its beast morphs on a daily basis, maybe hourly, we could say. Well, I am thrilled to have with me one of the pioneers, really, who who led the forefront of what was going on with internet marketing a zillion years ago. And with us is going to be Dan Janelle for our hour. He is the author of a variety of things, but his latest book, which I highly recommend to you, is called Reporters Are Looking For You. So we're going to dive into that. How, how do these people find you to make it work for you and come along? But we're also going to go to a variety of things, including how do we make that press release that rocks and rolls so those reporters come to you and find you? How do you continue to build and expand your brand? And most importantly, which is what all authors want to do, is how do I sell the books I have? And better yet, how do I go back to print and go back? And I can tell you right now, I am back to print for the fifth time for one of my books that I'm not even out on the circuit speaking on anymore, but it's developed legs and it's dove down and the buzz is out there. And my book on sabotage and toxic workplace relationships in healthcare. So with me is Dan Janelle. Dan, welcome. Thank you, Judith. It's great to be on your show. Thank you for, for inviting me. Well, you're one of the, you're one of those pioneers. You're you know you're the founding. Literally, you're called the founding father of internet marketing and publicity. You were one of those amazing gurus who who brought us. You've got mail. I was on the PR team that launched AOL, in case people were wondering. I did not come up with that slogan, but uh, I was there at the beginning. And, you know, it really was a fun place at the beginning. And, you know, the old saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same, has never been truer. And in your introduction, you talk about social media today as if it were something new and different and wild. And I'm here to tell you that 30 years ago, yes, 30 years ago when Al Gore and I were inventing the Internet, har, 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 um, there were, I don't even want to say primitive forms of Facebook, there were chat rooms, there were bulletin boards, there were many, many ways for people who had like-minded interests to get together and talk about things, whether they were parents of children with disabilities or people who loved 
watching uh, 90210, and thank God that show's come back because I'm not kidding. That was a big forum uh, on the internet and on CompuServe and on America Online and on Prodigy, which were all the forerunners uh, of the online marketing services that we that we enjoy today. So if you look back in history, you can see a lot of the things that Facebook is doing now were things that were literally being done, you know, thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, twenty years ago. And there there are lessons to be learned from there. So what you're really talking about, Dan, is the um, what goes around comes around in a way, and that that what's old becomes new and it just gets tweaked a little bit. Uh, repackaged, and and I know that I'm going to be doing a workshop in October for authors here in Denver, and it's going to be focusing on marketing with a twist. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff is what can you just really just tweak it a little bit that maybe is is uh, unique to you, or maybe the listener just needs to hear it, or the person who's interested in buying your book just all of a sudden here's what it's about because you said it a little bit differently, you're presented a little bit differently. That's so true, and I love it. I think we just invented a new term here, uh, social media karma. Uh, <laughs> and that's the most, uh, you said karma, then you said social media, I thought, then you said the blending of two things together, I thought, you just created your own term, uh, so trademark it and license it. But social media karma basically says, even again, going back to the beginning of time, uh-huh. if you go into a chat room and you start talking about how great you are and buy my stuff, people are going to turn you off. People are going to uh, Twitter and Facebook and whatever to find out about you, the person, the personality, your family. And once they get to know you, then they feel more trust uh, to recommend you or buy you or join your lists and such. So that, uh, that's almost like the, the, the number one golden rule of, uh, of social media marketing, and it, it, it has been around since the beginning of time. Or, or at least a few decades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we know it, in cyberland, or in cyberland. So, you know, give us a little bit before we get into some real tips here. So what was going on in AOL's mind when you were on that team, when, it, when it, uh, you first launched that baby? Okay. You want to know the truth? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to okay. tell me nothing was in their mind? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Actually, there, there, there were three really compelling things about a four compelling things about AOL and again you have to go back to like this is like the 1980s when computers were a lot slower and uh, people went to the online services to chat and find friends and such which you know it was very fast communications even on very slow modems remember modems before high-speed dial up dial up right so it was hard to put graphics onto uh, Onto, onto the computers uh, because they took a lot, long time to, to display. And if you've ever been on a website where it takes like a long time to load the first block of text and the second block and, and, and uh, the artwork, what well, was the same with computers back then in general? It took a long time for that, for that data to come down to those telephone lines. So AOL thought of this great idea. They would have all the graphics on a computer disk. So when you sign up for the service, you would get a disk. And if you're on a Commodore computer, you get a Commodore disk. And if you're on an IBM computer, you get an IBM disk. And if you're on an Apple computer, you get an Apple disk that had all the graphics for the games. So the computer would load the games from your disk drive, which would be a lot faster. So that was seen as a great breakthrough. I mean, today it sounds like, you know, you know, 
manual transmission on a car. <laughs> you know, we take it for granted. But back then, that was, that, was, that was a game changer. The other game changer was the fact that Steve Case, who was one of the founders of AOL and the president in their public face for many, many years, um, he called the, the people who use the service members. Up until that time, people who used computers were called users. And in his famous words, he said, there are only two industries that have users as clients, the computer industry and the drug industry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and the member term made it really, uh, really inclusive. Exactly. And Steve comes yeah. from more of a country club background, and he said, you know, we use the term members. <laughs> and it made so much sense. And I, think, I don't think anyone realized it consciously, but subconsciously it said we're part of a community, we're part of a tribe, uh, we're, we're part of something here. We're, we're not just users, we're members. whole different way of thinking. The oh, yeah. Third, yeah, the third thing, uh, which is really mind-blowing, is that they gave you five screen names. And the, the implications of this is just staggering when you think about it in today's world. And, you know, I know we're sort of like, how did we ever get on this topic? But this is kind of cool when you think about it. Okay, if you're on CompuServe, you had one screen name. So if I'm on CompuServe, I'm Dan, you know, 76004,1046, which I can't believe I still remember my actual screen number. But <laughs> that was tied to a credit card, and they knew exactly who I was. And if I went onto a forum and said something stupid, they could kick me off and sus suspend my account because they knew exactly who I was. So that had some good rational basis in business, you know. People were held accountable. There was no anonymity on CompuServe. But it had its downside because, you know, let's say I'm a 35-year-old guy and I'm going to a sports forum or a political forum and I'm stating my views or a professional forum and I'm sharing information. That's perfectly cool. But what if my 15-year-old daughter wants to go into the teenage girl's chat room and talk about, you know, Britney Spears or Jason, Justin Bieber or, or something like that. Well, she would have no way of saying what her name was. She would go in as Dan, uh, you know, and people's mm -hmm. like, huh, that's a guy's name. And, you know, what's this 35-year-old guy doing in a, in a teenage girl's chat room? It, was, mm -hmm. so it, it just presented some, you know, logistical problems. You didn't, if someone said, no, 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 that's really my dad. I'm really a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> you know, are you going to believe her or not? Well, exactly. um, so it was a problem. So I think AOL said, you know, we'll give people five screen names. So mom can have a screen name, dad can have a screen name, the three kids can have screen names, you know, the dog can have a screen name, and everyone's happy. Um, <laughs> the trouble, of course, is that 35-year-old guys started pretending they were 14-year-old girls and going to chat rooms, and the anonymity uh, was sacrosanct. And now as we go to the Internet, fast forward to a zillion years, you, know, you don't know who anyone really is. There's no accountability. You don't know if someone is really Mitt Romney or the real Mitt Romney or the fake Mitt Romney, and there are screen names for all those people <laughs> and, 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 and for many celebrities too. So you really don't know who you're talking to in many cases, and that's a, that's a bad thing. It has nothing to do with PR and publicity, so I know we're a little bit off topic here, but from philosophy, it's, um, it's just something interesting to think about because mm -hmm. on the Internet, no one really knows who you are. In fact, there was an old cartoon in the New Yorker magazine you know, with two dogs looking at a computer and saying, on the, do on the Internet, no one knows you're a dog. That, this is true. Actually, yeah. you know, my, my grandson's dog has his own Facebook page. All right, we've got one <laughs> minute to our first breakdown. What, what's the fourth point that um, AOL did? 
They had oh, five gosh. screen fourth names. Point. Uh, fourth point is you can't remember all the points. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know okay. what? No, that happens is, at our age. The AOL was not a success when it launched. It was a distant number three uh, among the online services. It wasn't until the Internet came along and Steve Case said, we're going to be the gateway to the Internet, that AOL really took off and skyrocketed because he had the browser, you know, the, the, uh, the graphical interface that made the Internet accessible uh, to lots of people really, really fast, and uh, that was their key to success. Wow. All right. So when we come back now, we're going to jump into what makes these PR releases and how to get those reporters to call you. Thanks, Dan Janot. We'll be back with him and lots more on your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you? Or another, Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Change the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303 303- 
985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're back with the amazing Dan Janelle. We've gone through history lane of a little bit of things that I didn't know about AOL at all. And I actually didn't recognize or realize that AOL launched before the Internet was publicly accessible for all of us. So with that, Dan, let's hop into what's going on using our social media karma <laughs> and 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 bring it into um, how does that relate and I definitely want to talk about because you are a whiz at press releases and that and, and I also certainly want to be blatant and support your current book that everyone can snag on Amazon reporters are looking for you because that's part of the branding authors do want to get reporters to call I mean it's so much better to get the phone to call you than you have to track them down and call and call again but the reality is you do have to do that. So, which which way would you like to go? Let's let's start with what are some of those easy steps to really become an overnight sensation and a superstar <laughs> if you've had absolutely zero experience. Okay, great. Uh, let, let's start. Let's start right there. I think that's a great place to start. And you say, you know, calling reporters is hard, and I certainly don't like calling reporters. And you know, that's why PR firms get paid a lot of money because uh, they're doing the stuff that no one wants to do, which is smiling and dialing and calling reporters and pitching your book on on, on, your, on their behalf. And uh, you know, that that's hard work. But around 15 years ago. Um, there was a company called Profnet that came along with a great new idea, and they said, you know, there are all these reporters who need sources, and they don't know who to call. So, you know, we think about it as us being authors, and we, we have to call reporters and get them to write stories about us. Well, the flip side of the coin is also true. Reporters are in desperate need of sources because, you know, they come up with a story idea, and, you know, they need to find people to... To, to give information about that story, and, and that's pretty hard. And I was a newspaper reporter and business editor, and I know how hard it is sometimes to find experts who are ready, willing, and available to talk to you right now, because if you need to speak to a lawyer about something, well, he may be in court. If you need to speak to an accountant about something, well, she might be with a client, you know, and on and on. So um, there was this guy that came up with this idea. Uh, his name is Dan Forbush. He came up with the idea called ProfNet, which uh, he was a public information officer at a university. He said, you know, all of us uh, uh, PIOs at uh, Ivy League colleges want to get our professors uh, quoted in the newspapers. So they put reporters together 
with public information officers. They, reporters would post their queries on CompuServe, and uh, it became a pretty nice-sized business. And then it was bought out by a company called PR Newswire. And when I was on the speaking circuit, I would speak about this service. And eventually I realized that my clients or my, the people in my audience couldn't afford it. <laughs> so I went to Profit and I said, how about we repackage this thing and uh, let these leads be available to speakers and authors. And they said, hey, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, start your business. So we called it PR Leads, and it literally launched uh, pretty much 12 years ago this week. So this is a great anniversary, a great time to do this. Well, and for many day. years we were helping literally thousands of reporters and editors uh, at, at the top newspapers, the New York Times, Harvard Business Review, Forbes, Fortune, you know, many of the women's magazines, uh, the teen magazines, on and on, on every topic from health and personal finance to fashion to business and leadership and careers and on and on, and helping lots of, of authors and speakers get a ton of publicity and really launch their careers and launch their books. So that was the business, and you know, there's more information at prleads.com with tips and things on how to respond to reporters. And over the last couple of years, you know, we've had competitors enter the field because, hey, what business doesn't have competitors? So you might have heard of Harrow or Reporter Connection, or um, there are a couple of others. There's some done in England, some done in Australia. I mean, we were talking about pioneers, you know. <laughs> we were really the ones with the arrows in our back there, but we worked out the system, and now other people are copying us, and, you know, that's great. So I decided that if you can't beat them, join them. So I wrote this book with all of my tips, because uh, after doing this business for 12 years, you develop a couple of tips, and you know what works and what gets to reporters' uh, hearts and minds faster than than others. So I wrote this book called Reporters Are Looking For You um, and subtitled How to Get Publicity to Build Your Business and Become the Go-To Expert. And it includes, you know, most of my, you know, tips for breaking through the barrier. Because, you know, if you, if you subscribe to Harrow, which is a wonderful service, you know, there are 200,000 people who subscribe along with you. So you might be a smart person, but are you smarter than 200,000 other people? It's really competitive. So mm -hmm. I wrote this book to give people better tips and better ideas okay. on how they can break through to reporters and get so heard of other people. Really what you're doing is really giving these inside tips. So if you were if you were lean, green, hungry author, mm -hmm. what would be the number one, two, and three tip you tell them? Okay. Uh, okay. Number one, it's all about the information. You know, they want to know that you're credible, but they want to know what you have to say. Because let's face it, everyone who's responding to these leads is pretty much in the same boat. They're all smart people. They've all written books. They've all probably gone to college. You know, they all have significant life experiences. So, you know, you're all pretty much the same. So uh, how do you stand out? Well, that's where my background is different than your background. You know, I might have been, I might be, my, my, my have done PR for speakers and authors and small businesses. You might have done PR for large companies, international conglomerates, or, or nonprofit philanthropies. So we all have a different perspective. And that's great because reporters want to quote anywhere from three to five people in an article so they can get a wide variety of opinion and information. So you, that's what you need to give them. Fast. So the first element is simply who you are. That way they can position you. They know you're a doctor. They know you're a lawyer. They know you're a nurse. They know you're a, uh, a personal trainer. You know, so they, they can assume certain things about your background there. And then you tell them that you are the author of a book, and that way they know how to position you in the book, in the article rather. So they say Judith Bryles, a book coach who uh, has written in the name of your book, 
That's perfect positioning. Then they have your information. And your tips are going to be different than my tips because you and I see the world from different perspectives uh, because we have different life experiences. And that's what makes the ball game. So the sooner you get to the tips, the sooner you'll get to the reporter's hearts and minds. And that way they'll see if you have something new and interesting and different to say or if it's the same old stuff. So that will be tip number two. Don't say the same old stuff. So if you're responding to a lead about how can busy mothers reduce stress in their busy lives, you know, don't say take a deep breath and count to ten. Um, it works, but it's not unique. And if the, if the reporter gets 15 messages saying the same thing, they're just going to assume it's common knowledge, and they might use the information, but they won't quote anyone because they'd assume that everyone knows this. So, uh, so what happens is, number one, you need to avoid being the cliché in the tip, that it's, everybody knows it. And if, you've, if you're going to do a tip that's the same stuff, you've got to just do it with a twist. Exactly. And, you know, it's really no different than the material that's currently on your website or what you tell uh, prospects when you're calling them because you know your prospects are talking to four or five other people at the same time and the overriding question in their mind is, how are you different from the other person I just spoke to? And that's what they're going to want to see. So let's say you're a... uh, um, uh, a personal trainer, or you're, in, or you're in fitness. Well, your philosophy may be, you know, no wheat, no gluten, no no, no carbs, no sugar. Okay, that's mm-hmm. great. Someone else's philosophy may be 30 minutes of exercise every day, even if it's you know light exercise like walking, or mm-hmm. you know you don't have to kill yourself. You know, and you know both of those are perfectly good answers. And then the reporter can decide which ones to use. But at least you're not the same old stuff, you know. And, so, you know you, yeah. so your tip is give the reporter options when you're giving things. You can try it this way or that way so they can see what resonates with him or her as well as what their audience is. Exactly. And you have to be true to yourself as well. So I'm not saying say anything you don't believe, you know, far yeah. from it. You know, but give your key points out there. But of all the wonderful things that you share with your audience, I mean, what? All right, so more wonderful things coming back to the audience with these top tips with Dan Janelle, the pioneer in so many things PR. I'm Judith Riles. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. 
online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call 1-800-894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, as we go through our hour together, it's I, I hope that you don't tune off when we have our sponsors on because one of the great things about them, whether they're printers or designers or like WaveCloud that creates communities, is that they have all been so vetted by myself. They were they're people that I work with. Um, we, we don't get anything referral fees, so to speak, back from them. We just think that they are great people, and they create quality products. They will fix things when um, the fixing needs to be done, and certainly if it's been done, if there's been a mistake on their side, and they do happen sometimes, they will take care of it. So they're all excellent. Whether we we're you know we have two vets with with marketing material and brochures, we have a variety of printers, from uh, Colorhouse Graphics to uh, uh, Thompson Shore uh, to Total Printing Systems, all excellent companies to be involved in. So I do hope you follow up and use their services. All right, we're back with the amazing Dan Janelle, who 
USA Today called the true cyberspace pioneer. So as we go down our pioneering lane, Dan, let, let's really get into these PR releases. What's, what's old, what's new, what's changed, and what should an author be doing? Okay, great. That, that, that's a great question. It's, it's near and dear to my heart because I'm really focusing a lot on press releases because press releases have really changed over the last 30 years. 30 years ago when I was uh, a business news editor, uh, press releases were really for the press. And the press decided what got, what got into print and what didn't. Well, fast forward 30 years, what do we have now? Press releases are not necessarily for reporters because Google will index press releases and editors will have RSS feeds set up, uh, not just editors, excuse me, but other people will have, you know, keyword searches. So anytime there's any news happening in, in a certain industry, they will get that press release sent directly to them. So these people are your prospects. So there are many people at trade associations, trade groups, meeting planners who have uh, Google keywords and other search tools looking for people like you or looking for your topic. So when you issue a press release, there's a good chance that it's going to be indexed on Google and that it will be seen by your target community. And this, this is a game changer because it used to be that the reporter was the gatekeeper. Now Google is the gatekeeper. And that makes all the difference because the Internet is the world's largest printing press. And if you put a press release <laughs> yeah. on your website or send it out through a distribution service like PR Newswire or PR Web or a free service, there's a good chance it's going to get indexed on Google where people will find it. Well, let me ask you this. Should we be calling them press releases? Well, that's a good term. <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, you know, you can call them news releases. You can call them media releases. You can call them press releases. Really doesn't matter. The bottom line is it's a 500-word uh, a document that contains information about you and your book and your cause. And I think what's really stopped a lot of people from issuing press releases, one of the big fallacies, is that you have to have news, because you know, they were called news releases. And the traditional news release was about boring news. It was, you know, new company president uh, appointed, uh, company moves to new offices, uh, company wins award. You know, you and I don't care if Best Buy wins an award. You don't care if they, you know, it, it, but it's, that's, the, that's the stuff of news. Sometimes it's boring, but, you know, other times it's interesting. And that's why we pick up newspapers to read about Kim Kardashian and her latest uh, uh, <laughs> flings. It's why we look at the, the front page of the living section to, 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 to look at, you know, new trends in back-to-school clothing fashions. And, you know, so news doesn't have to be boring. News can be interesting, and that's what we do in our press releases. And this is a tip that I have for everyone who has a book because I do this with all of my authors. I don't write a press release that says, author publishes new book. Because you know as well as I do, there are 5,000 new books published every single day. The fact that your book is, is new is not news. No one cares about the fact that you published a book. What they care about desperately, intensely, is what's in your book. So if you have 10 ways to reduce stress or you have tips on how to get uh, a job or how to have happier, healthier, smarter kids or how to lose that, uh, the, the last 30 pounds of, uh, of weight, that's what people want to know about. They want to know your tips. So I suggest you write a press release that focuses on the content of your information. In fact, if you've written an article that talks about the content of your book, like 10 ways to lose weight or 10 ways to have happier kids, you, should, you could easily 
turn that article into a press release that people would want to read and reporters would want to write about because now you're focusing on what's in it for them because they're getting the benefit of the knowledge of your book. And when they write about it, that's when you get your reward because they'll say that uh, according to author uh, Joe Smith, in his book, Ten Ways to Have Happier Kids, here are the top three ways to have happier kids. And bingo. Then you get your PR. You get to be known as the go-to expert. You get indexed on Google. So when people type in, how can I have happier, smarter kids, they find that press release that has your tips, and then you're, you're in seventh heaven. That's the way it works today. And, and then, you know, Dan, you did say 500 words. So we want to keep them under 500 words. Is there a range you're kind of looking for? Well, really, between, say, 300 and 800. And okay. I use 800 as a maximum. Actually, I use like four, 400. Let's use, say, 400 words as a first-tier maximum because the paid services, PR Newswire, Business Wire, um, they have limits uh, they, in their pricing schedule. So at 400 words, that's the base level. Anything above 400 words, you're going to pay more for. Now, there are some free press release distribution services. Uh, frankly, I don't like them, but a lot of people use them. I don't think they have nearly the clout that the uh, larger services do. I don't think that their releases get picked up by major media, but they do get indexed by Google. So some people want to do that, and it's free, and a lot of VAs think this is what they should be doing because they're not okay, PR so people. Okay, so does it make sense but, to do them all? Does it make um, sense to just nail down maybe one pay one and go ahead and upload into the free services? Well, I know that people are going to be listening to this call today, tomorrow, and 10 years into the future, so I'm going to yeah. hedge on this because Google uh, is updating their algorithms all the time, and you may have heard that they don't like seeing duplicate content on the Internet, so especially with articles. Now they're, they haven't gone after press releases yet, but... You know, I can envision the day where they see, oh, we have press releases on, you know, freepr.com, if that's the name of the service, and we have it on PR Newswire, and we have it on your site. And, you know, that's just too many times, so we're only going to index it for the one on your site. Um, so I, I don't know if, if in the future posting it to several different sites is going to work against you. Um, so I'm hedging, I'm hedging the answer there. But... Uh, I think it's real important to write the press release, to put it on your website, and to send it out. And again, my preferred service is PR Newswire. PR Web is very good. I have relationships with both companies, frankly, and I can, because I buy in bulk from them, I can offer discounts to my clients. So if you're interested in that service, you can call me or get more information on my website, which is PressReleaseSender.com. And that way, you're going with the biggest, most credible, most reliable press release distribution services instead of nickel and diming and trying to get the free ones. And, you know, you know the, there comes a point in life where if you – I think it's karma, frankly. If you get everything for free, then why would people want to pay for your book? You know, if you're going to be cheap, then why would people want to pay for your book? Uh, I think it comes back to haunt people in, in law of attraction kind of ways, that uh, if you think information should be free, then your readers are going to think that information should be yeah. free, and they're not going to pay for your book. Now, my I, book, I'm actually yeah. seeing that in a lot of these books. Um, I, I talk about book pollution a lot. And that, uh, you know, the, the fact is, you, you always said there's 5,000 books rolling out a day, minimum. And they're coming from all sources, and probably 80 to 90 percent shouldn't be coming out the door every day. And 
and you've got for for a variety of reasons, but there, this whole new thing um, that that I'm seeing, this whole new trend of you know write your book in 30 days and get it out there, and you print on demand it, and you do that, and basically most of them look like garbage. And yeah, I'm someone who, I mean, I do love books, and I love to touch them and feel them, and and my my choice is to read a book that's printed versus a book that's e. But I also understand a lot of people like the e format, and that's great. But the the reality is you still have to have quality within it. You still have to be edited within it. And a lot of these books I'm seeing, Dan, that are coming out on the quasi-free version because they're so cheap, literally have become throwaway books. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to keep them. I mean, I've picked up some of these books and I've actually thrown them away. I mean, just dumped them. And, and I'm appalled at my behavior. <laughs> I'm appalled. But there's just nothing to, to make them want to keep them and pollute, you know, or clutter up because I'm a keeper of stuff, of things. Well, let me ask you this. Is there there are services out there, because we're talking about being the expert and being recognized by the, um, uh, about the media to come to it. What about resources or directories that, that um, uh, solicit people to be listed in a directory as a go-to person? Is, is more and more that happening today? And you can answer that when we come back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd.
At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author... Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. One of the challenges when you have a really fabulous guest and expert like Dan Janelle is that we get so involved in the conversation that yours truly forgets to look at my cues from my producer. So sometimes I miss the segues in and we, as he said, you kind of save that, but we need to come back and address it because we are talking about do you pay to be ID'd as an expert or what are our options out here to get the media to come knocking at your door? So Dan, let me throw that to you. Okay. At one time, years ago, those expert directories were really worth their weight in gold. I, uh, I think now that most reporters are going to look for experts either by going to Amazon and looking for book authors on a, on a certain topic, or they're going to go to Google and type, you know, leadership expert or Hispanic leadership woman's expert uh, and, and find people that way, or they're going to post something on PR leads or some other service looking for experts that way. Uh, but I know some meeting planners are still using Mitch Davis's expert uh, click directory, so you might want to check that one out. But I think more and more, more and more of the world, frankly, is going online, and you know, I think that's that's pretty obvious for everyone who's listening. You have to would have to agree, would have to agree. Yeah, you want to do the. I think you have to be internet, and that, and and then that ties into. And I and I think that you did mention Mitch Davis. I, he's one of the oldies, but the goodies out there. So if you're going to do something, um, and you want to cover your bases, those who still want to do it the old-fashioned way, and they do have uh, those directories on their bookshelves to pull down very quickly, and it is updated. That would be the one I'd go to. But you also need to use something that's very critical in all your media releases and your bio information, and that's this thing called keywords. So, Dan, chime in here, and let's talk about keywords just a little bit. Sure. Keywords are really the underpinnings of, uh, of the Internet because people are going to Google and they're typing in uh, what they're looking for, and uh, what they're looking for is basically keywords. So it could be cars or guitars 
or uh, new baby tips or back-to-school advice. <laughs> so it could be one word. It could be a group of words. It could even be a full sentence. Uh, for instance, one day uh, my garage door clicker didn't work, so I went to Google and I typed in, how can I fix my garage door clicker? And sure enough, uh, there were like videos on YouTube that popped Absolutely. up and articles <laughs> and you know, more information I could possibly use. So the reason I found them is because those people were smart and they used key words. That is a, a, a term that Google sort of uses that basically says, that describes you. So you might be a leadership author, you might be a career coach, you might be a uh, personal trainer, and that's great. But the more specific you are, the better. So you might be a personal trainer for women between 35 and 50. You might be a personal trainer for women who want to lose baby weight. Um, And the more of those words you can put onto your website or your articles or your blogs, or your press releases, the better chance people are going to have to find you. And, you know, this is so true in today's world, and I have to have a big endorsement here. WordPress has changed the world. Um, if you don't have a WordPress website, you're, you're, you're behind the eight ball. Uh, they're cheap. They're easy to install. Any webmaster can put them up these days. They're professional-looking templates, uh, so you look like you're a, a rock star right off the bat. There are thousands of different templates, so you can pick a, a, a style that's ready for you. But the, the, one, the thing beyond that is what's behind the scenes. And behind the scenes is that WordPress templates work great with Google. So Google sees these WordPress templates, and they see the keywords on the templates, and they see the keywords in your articles and your blogs and your press releases, and Google knows exactly what to do with that. And they do it almost immediately. I can post something on my blog, and within five minutes, I can type words from my blog into Google and see that my blog has been indexed by Google already. And this is such a... A major, major sea change. You can't believe it because years ago, and even not that many years ago, Google took their time about indexing our websites when we used the HTML format. And, you know, Google may not come back to a small site like mine or yours for three months or six months because they're too busy indexing sites that change every day like Apple and Microsoft and Xerox and, you know, colleges and stuff. So we're pretty down, pretty far down on the list. But with WordPress, it just works almost as it's, it's almost like magic. <laughs> you know, that's all I can say. Um, and so you definitely want to be on a WordPress blog site for your, for your website. And uh, you want to do some research, and you're wondering how you can get research. Well, Google has a free tool called their Keyword Analyzer tool. And if you go to Google and just type in Keyword Tool, you'll find a link for it. And it's totally free. And uh, very simply, you would type in your keywords, like uh, you could be a career coach. And you'd type in career coach, and you'd see that there are so many people searching for that term. And you might see that someone is that uh, they're also searching for other terms similar to career coach, like job coach or employment coach or employment consultant. And these might be terms that you might not have thought of. So that's a great idea spark for you. It also they show you the numbers of people who've been searching for that term every month. So you can see which terms are more popular than, than others. For instance, uh, motivational speaker is much more highly searched than uh, speaker. Uh, and you wouldn't know that unless you looked. Um, so the keywords you want to use are the ones that, number one, have the most highly searched Yes, and they're the most relevant to you. I mean, if you're not a motivational speaker, then don't put the word motivational speaker on your page. But if you have a choice between being inspirational speaker and motivational speaker, and motivational speaker has more people searching for it, then you would certainly want to use that term 
uh, as well as inspirational speaker because it's, uh, it's, uh, people are looking for that too. Uh, but the point is that you're, you'll get synonyms for, for your, what you do that you might not have thought of before. So if you type uh, um, publicity thought leader, I'm all over the place. I've really indexed heavily for publicity thought leader. And uh, it never dawned on me that I am not indexed for PR thought leader. And if you type PR thought leader, there are a whole different cast of characters who come up there instead of me. And you know, that was just my blinders. So once I realized that, then I could index on or use those other keywords so I could show up for people searching for other things. So we all have our little blinders on, and Google's keyword tool just shows us what the rest of the world is looking for that we might not have been thinking about. So you want to, instead of the or-or, we want to make sure and, and we include other things, and we tweak it and adjust it, and also probably pay attention to new buzzwords that are floating around that will connect with you. Exactly. Like you might have used book coach as your keywords, but today you'd want to use e-book coach as well and digital book coach, and Kindle book coach, and Nook book coach, and on and on, because people are going to be searching for that. But it would be a good idea if you were those kind of coaches. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't uh, say you're a Kindle coach if you don't know the first thing about Kindle and then try to, you know, get people, oh, you don't want to be on Kindle, you want to be on Nook, and, you know, I'll show you how to get on Nook. Well, there might be some people who do that, but that's a little bit deceptive, and I would not suggest you do that. It is deceptive. You know, I, I wanted to, and then we'll jump into this next question, but that we, we've talked about WordPress. I believe in WordPress. There's a couple of things that, though, there's a difference between WordPress.com which is our freebie, and the WordPress.org. If you're building a website, you're going to WordPress.org. Um, oh. oh, thank you. That's great. I didn't realize that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's much more sophisticated, and there is a, there, you're going to pay a little bit here. But not much. I mean, it's very, very reasonable. And that there is a variety of different plugins that come into play to the party, and we actually did quite a, a good show on that. We're going to come back and revisit it next month. Um, and come back and really break apart all the the, the gidget, gizmos and gadgets to working those areas. But it's WordPress.org. All right, so we have we have three minutes to go. Oh, the other thing I would say, Dan, is that if you are dealing with a website that is old on old platforms, because we are both huge proponents of getting into the WordPress arena. And if your webmaster is digging in his or her heels and saying, there's no way, Jose, I'm going to suggest to you you find a new webmaster because they are not current. <laughs> oh, totally. I, could, I agree with you t entirely, yeah. yeah. And the other great thing about those templates is that they are beautiful, and you can find something that really does express your, your views and your book and your, and your spirit and your, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just great for everything from modern to eclectic to pioneer to, you know, on and on. They have an unlimited number of templates out there that are great for self-expression. Perfect. Now, Dan, we have only two minutes left. So oh. what kind of nugget would you like to drop in to our, our listeners? Okay. Uh, PR really is essential. It is the least expensive and most effective way of uh, getting your message out there. And we have a number of services that can help you. You can go to PressReleaseSender.com or PRLeads.com to learn more about us. Uh, PR is something that you can do by yourself. We have a number of do-it-yourself tools. And at the same time, we can hold your hand and do a number of functions for you. So I look forward to uh, working with all of you. And also my book, Reporters Are Looking For You. This is a $9.99 book. I purposely priced this book cheap 
so there'd be absolutely no excuses. I'm not someone who charges a zillion dollars and says, you know, you know, you have to get this. It's nine hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars and whatever. You know, I, I hate those people. Um, I, I believe that you know information should be affordable. And if you go to Amazon and look for the book, you know, you'll probably agree. So if you're using any of these lead services, you'll undoubtedly be more successful after you read these tips. So good luck. You can do PR. You can be famous. You can get the ear of a reporter, and you can uh, you can be famous because reporters are looking for you. They are. So. There, there's no question. And as long as you have that twist, you have unique, you offer content, you give variation, you'll be willing to break the rules. You're not going to do the same old, same old, say the same old, same old, and offer the same old, same old tips. But you come in with a different perspective, a different view, and and remember to use your keywords, you are going to become a rock star out there, and people will come to you, and you never know who's going to be come, come knocking, either with you, through, you know, an email or on a phone call. It can be an amazing experience. I'm Judith Bryle. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.